0: This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters by partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to SidWeekGeekly.com Fandango or click the Support Us link in the show notes for this episode.
1: Hello, uh, this is Sylvester McCoy Uh, You're listening to Who Made Who And uh, Me Made Me And uh, my mother and father did the same You're listening to a podcast From the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network We're the geeks you deserve And the ones you need Right now
0: It's a brand new episode of Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight. And finally, we are here to talk about the series, what is this, 12? Uh, yeah. finale of Doctor Who, The Timeless Children. Although there is, isn't there just one timeless child, Ben?
1: <sighs>
0: Were there more than yeah, one? I mean,
1: well, mm, it I, maybe we can return to that because the answer is Maybe. <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about let's talk about what happened here.
1: I mean, I can submit it by this saying, well, we know that the doctor is one of them, but um, we don't know what limits were imposed on the doctor's adopted mother, who we know did give herself the ability to regenerate. What happened to her?
0: Yes. Uh, Well, let's let's dive into it uh, Hmm. and talk about what happened. So the master teleports the doctor to Gallifrey where he imprisons her in the matrix. You remember the matrix, not the 1999 movie, but, uh, hmm. the, uh, compendium of all, uh, time Lords, like not just knowledge, but like all of their memories and everything as well. It's all in there. Oh,
1: that matrix, that
0: yeah. matrix. While yeah. in the matrix, the master reveals that the doctor was an orphaned female child from another dimension. Founded and experimented on by a Shabogan woman. Or apparently the Shabogan were the original inhabitants of Gallifrey. Uh, even though they
1: sound like a word made up by Jason Mews. But yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that caught me off guard. Uh, now I'm just picturing it in the Jane Bob movie. Uh, <laughs> named uh, oh god, what was her name? Tech Tech give me this name, Ben. Mm. Tech Ta
1: Oh, hang on a minute. I've got to actually look at my note again now.
0: How about I just call uh, her how about I just call her Mummy Tech?
1: It was te- Tech wasn't it?
0: Tectuin. Uh yeah. okay. So the doctor was originally an orphan female child from another dimension, founded on and experimented by a Shabogan woman named Tectuin. And after many, many years, Tektuin eventually discovers how the child can regenerate, thus um essentially leading To the creation of the Time Lords. So, this immediately sets up that the Doctor is the original Time Lord. Before her, the Shabogan were not Time Lords. Um, She was the impetus of all Time Lords. Meanwhile, the Master contacts Ashad to lead the Cybermen to Gallifrey, but realizes that he cannot have the Siberium if Ashad is alive, prompting him to shrink Ashad and absorb the Siberium himself. He then uses the Siberium to convert the dead Time Lords into Cybermen. Yasmin and Graham safely reunite with Ryan and the others, then follow the Cybermen to Gallifrey. Ruth, meanwhile, in the Matrix... Now, remember, this is Dr. Ruth, not that Dr. Ruth. I was about to say, not that Dr. Ruth. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Not Dr. Ruth Westheimer, but uh, uh, the previous doctor that we had met, and they had just completely abandoned... Uh, and we completely forgotten about. She now appears here mm-hmm. in the Matrix, and helps the Doctor escape it by transmitting her old and new memories to her. Back in the chamber, the Doctor plans to detonate the death particles from Ashad's remains. Oh, he has those, by the way, uh, mm. to stop the Master. But Kosharmus, he shows up and takes her place, detonating the particles presumably killing the master and the cyber converted time Lords, but they're not dead.
1: Come on. Didn't die on screen. Not dead.
0: the companions return to earth in a house disguised as a TARDIS. And the doctor makes her way back to her own TARDIS. Suddenly though, the Jadoon appear and arrest the doctor and take her to a distant prison elsewhere in space. What, what, what? Yes. They did the, uh, the old David Tennant running into space Titanic or whatever it was. Uh, It was. Very reminiscent of that. Ben, what did you make of The Timeless Children?
1: Um, right. So, I'm glad that we had a bit of a delay doing this episode. It took a lot because, of time to absorb it all. Yeah, I've now watched it three times. Like the Absorbaloft,
0: um, Ben is now yeah. ready.
1: Um, all right. Do you know what? I'm going to split this into two things. On the one hand, I actually really liked a lot of what this episode did. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that it's expanded um, the universe in a way that could only be interesting if you know if used properly. Um, the flip of that is that it was unnecessary to do it in the way it was done. So mm-hmm. the big headline question for me is why mm-hmm. um, it, it left a number of things completely uh, unresolved that it raised itself. So, for example. Where was Jack? Um, yes. He never I mean, appeared, by the way. No. Um, I, uh, In terms of performances, Jodie Whittaker, um, this, for me, up until now, is her defining episode, actually. Mm. Um, I, I thought she was absolutely tremendous, and even though she is let down, again, by uh, a number of really quite poor bits of um, dialogue. But she... She does what she does with it. Mm. Um, it fin- it was an episode that gave um, the fam a bit of a day off, realistically, in terms of what they had to pull out of the hat. There was a really good scene between um, Bradley Walsh and uh, Tish and Cole, but yep. uh, it, it, was, yeah, it was kind of in there. No one died. Obviously, we, uh, I think, can probably predict with some safety that we're going to lose at least one, possibly more of the fam uh, in the Christmas special, but no one here, which is good because there wouldn't have been time for it. Were you saying um, a
0: Christmas special out of habit or did they said that they're going to move it? Sorry. Back to Christmas?
1: Uh, well, Christmas, new year, the, whatever. Yeah. that special. Whenever it is, assuming we're not all dead by then. Yes. Um, Sasha Dowan. Uh, I, I well, He didn't die on screen and um, he ain't dead because the one thing that I think everyone's agreed on is that Sasha Dawan is bloody brilliant it's as great. the Master. Yeah. Um yeah. And also, they spent an awful lot of money giving him, as they always do with the Master. He has his own theme, if you listen to the score. Mm-hmm. And his theme in uh, in this incarnation is just superb. I've now got it in my playlist on um, Google Play Music, and it's excellent. Nice. Uh, Patch Cocaine is the one who f- should feel robbed, because uh, despite being... Just a, a brilliant performance in this uh, this two-part, well, two and a bit part for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he gets a rather unceremonious exit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like, I'd like to see him back. And he didn't die on the screen necessarily because his being,
0: his job yeah, was, hey, I'm here. I'll explode myself. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of.
1: I see a future for him, potentially. Mm. Um, and I hope so, because that particular iteration is brilliant. I liked the, what, four different iterations of Cybermen that we saw in this, one of which I'm pretty sure was a costume error that had been made. Um, <laughs> because we've got a helmet mismatch with the rest of the costume, and ah. I don't know if that was deliberate. Uh, but there are at least three clear, intentional ones. Yes. Um, let's talk about the... Um, the Cyberlords, no one called it that, but you know. Um I a lot of people have said, Oh, that's ridiculous. Why would they go through the doing that? Mm -hmm. Right. Here's the thing. You gotta remember, they're brought to you by the insane mind of the master. Yeah. And his whole point is this this is all about desecration. Mm -hmm. Um that is that is his his whole goal here. And so if you can create not just you know, regenerating Cybermen, but dress them in, in like a pantomime of the arrogant. Um, uh, turns out, not just arrogant, but really quite sinister race that they turn out to be. Mm-hmm. Who he hates with a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't have a trouble at all with the the headgear and the the cloaks because I think that's exactly what the Master would do. It is pure desecration, and it's it's brilliant. It also. Was uh, that and the frowny face on on the um, Cybermen, Time Lord uh, hybrids? Yes, uh, it, it, it reminded us because we lost most of the way through. The, I mean, the Cybermen warriors were were devoid of the thing that's always made the Cybermen creepy—the fact that they are basically Borg, yeah. um, and you know, Ashad's like that as well. And I thought they were beginning to dilute it in a way that repulsed me in the same way it repulsed the muster, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they brought that back, you know, reminding you that these are the, um, oh, the sad-faced dead Time Lords that he's wiped out as an act of genocide. Um, Yeah, I see that's pretty on brand for him. So, you know, there's things like that that people have got really quite pissy about that I I think they may just be missing the point. Um, Yeah. There are some problems. I mean, I think the thing that a lot of people are happy about is that we now have resolved a certain prophecy. Um, Mm -hmm. So we now know what the hybrid is, don't we, boys and girls? No. Um, uh, If anyone was struggling with that, um, we now know that obviously we have the two warrior races, blah, 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 blah. Go back and read the prophecy. It matches precisely what's happened in in this episode. Yes. Um, We... Are left with a slightly curious question about the doctor's adopted mother, but eh, I guess we'll see something about that. Um, we are I, the thing I'm just confused about, really, is that all of this could probably have been achieved except the you know, literally the first time Lob thing if it hadn't just been first time Lord but had been um, the, the season 6b thing, mm-hmm. if, if we'd if this had been the branch that. You know the fans of this universe have always expected one day to see. Yes, most of this could have been achieved, mm. um, and we wouldn't have had the weird question about the the Tardis and um, Doctor Ruth either. Mm-hmm. So I just don't quite get why it was necessary to do it in this slightly odd way. Um, I, feel I like, liked I, it.
0: I feel like I know why, or at least I have a gut feeling as to why they did it, but okay yeah um, uh to me this just felt like i mean when it was done i'm like i like this but what this really felt like to me was the writers kind of just freeing themselves up for more space to tell stories
1: mm. uh like but could that not have been done with 6b
0: possibly yeah i i think what they're uh um, I mean, they they could have, but I, I I guess to me, the feeling I got when I watched this was, it's um, you know, they they explain, they explain obvious. how the doctor does not know who Ruth is or Ruth doesn't know the doctor. She was a previous regeneration before her mind was what. now, granted, there's like a how come, but at some point, they forced the doctor to regenerate as a child. How or why Richard I Barnard, believe that discussion.
1: If you go to classic Who, that's been done before as well. Yes. Um the, the not to the doctor, but to the master. So that's that's got precedent. That's a and, thing
0: that exists. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, and Brain of Morbius is is now resolved as well. We now know that the other doctors in Brain of Morbius were this doctor, so that's been solved, I guess.
0: Yeah, so they've uh, and they've also broken the you know, the doctor can only regenerate twelve times and the how were the how were they able to help the you know why were the time lords able to help the doctor why would they give them the doctor extra regenerations it's because the doctor has infinite
1: regenerations they was that to keep he- the doctor from realizing the truth, though, because otherwise, why did, yes, why did the why animals would bother?
0: Yes, and it seems like they've obviously kept that from the doctor,
1: unless they didn't know. Because, of course, we are talking a very long time a ago, a
0: very long time. So they might not have known either. But mm. yes, the uh, uh, they establish in here that the doctor's adoptive mother essentially wrote into the code the twelve regenerations. Uh, into the genetics or whatever, so that there would only be 12 regenerations. But the Doctor, of course, being the original timeless child, uh, there were no set number of regenerations. Uh, And this also sets up, obviously, a whole new thing of exploration. The Doctor could set out to find out where, in this case, she is really from. You know, Mm. who are her real people. Like, the Time Lords are her people because, you know, but that's not where she came from. Where did the Doctor come from? That could be a whole thing that they could explore. And I feel like they've just kind of, they just... They came up with a contraption that allowed them to be like, Doctor Who could potentially run forever. There's no limit on regenerations. This show could run for 100 or 200 years.
1: And Doctor Ruth could actually be not Doctor Ruth, but actually um, uh, Mummy Doctor. Oh, it could be, yeah.
0: We don't even know. Yeah, Yeah.
1: she was extracting, um, let's assume she was extracting DNA and so on as part of that experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose it's a distinct possibility that... Um, that's why she's got her back, and that's why she's the person who appears to her um, in the uh, in the Matrix, which, incidentally, was a terrible plot device. The, yes. Oh, let me get out of the Matrix by thinking really hard about stuff. Yes, uh, <laughs> that'll okay, show right. it. That'll show it. The thing that it already has all of this information on because yes. it was in here anyway. Well, it's
0: still got to be Doctor Who a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like the episode. This wasn't quite as blow-away. Like it does change a lot of things. Like it changes things about the doctor's backstory. But mm. I don't think this in any way like breaks canon or anything. Uh because well, It does
1: to a limited extent, but yeah. not in a catastrophic way. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Yeah, not in a Like of course of course it it affects it because it's part of the story, but like in no way does this affect like if you loved uh if you loved like the fourth series of Doctor Who or what, like it doesn't affect any of that. That doesn't change any of it. It doesn't, you know. The Doctor didn't remember any of, uh, his or her past. Uh, it was all mind wiped and started a started a new and was kept from mm. them. They couldn't see it and they couldn't access it. It was it was kept from them to prevent them from knowing the truth, but. Uh, it in no way changes like any of that stuff um no. it's not even a change that's like oh well, this show isn't worth watching anymore it to me it's like a change but not a huge one it's to me it's a change that just creates an, an avenue for more storytelling
1: uh, and and now does more. that how does that instinctively leave you does that leave you uh, excited about the sort of the possibilities or a bit like because it's awful isn't it when you if you're watching a mm-hmm. Um, any sort of franchise, I suppose, really. It doesn't even have to be sci fi, come to think of it. And, you know, they wreck on something big or, or they, they change mm-hmm. a fundamental yeah. sort of tenant of, of, of that. It, it does sometimes feel like you've wasted time if you've invested um, time in understanding, you know, yeah. the, the sort of richer l- lore of it. And I think that's what's angered a lot of um, the people that this has angered. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was your instinct when you know when they dropped these various truth bombs
0: uh i mean i the first place my head jumped to was to me the biggest thing you can do with this is you know the doctor wants to discover her real origins i think that's mm. a really interesting direction to take the show in and i think it's something that they can take their time with like it doesn't have to be like, that's the next season. We find out where the Doctor comes from. This is something that they can... Uh, there's a. I think there's a lot that can be decompressed here. Like, I think that's like a big-scale story. I have no idea mm. what kind of faith I have in them to be able to tell it in a way that's really satisfying. But, um, you know, they, they go out of their way here to note that it's from another dimension. So it's not even from mm. our dimension. So this does open up a lot of possibilities down the road we'll see how well they manage to execute it or even if they start tackling it or when they start tackling it. But to me, I don't think they would have done this without thinking like that's where we need to, to take things. That's like a brand new mystery that we've not really done before. You know, we've tried to do the mystery of who is the doctor, but mm. never really cracked it. And now we've cracked it open very big and there's even more story to tell. I'm actually particularly kind of interested in that. I feel like it gives them a, a fun new Avenue to take it in, The other regard of the doctor being the timeless child and there's a whole bunch of doctors that we don't know anything about that happened well before uh, doctor number one in the timeline, like Dr. Ruth Mm -hmm. being one of them, clearly, Uh, maybe I feel like potentially, yes, I feel like that may that might at the very least open a fun avenue for every now and again the doctor to run into like a fun cameo of like another doctor and they could make almost anybody a fucking doctor now for fun well, if they wanted to.
1: The number of times I've now seen the various assembled nerds on the internet remembering that a long time ago, that I don't know if you ever saw the endless reddits on the subject, but of having um, uh, Richard Ayoade as a doctor, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not here for that because yeah. much as so I, I love Richard Ayoade, but I, it's it's way too route one to have him as a doctor. Yeah. Um but you know, yeah, you could have him there for a laugh. In sure, an sure. Yeah. But
0: there there's a lot I feel like they've kind of opened I feel like that's more of a fun door that they've opened where um yeah. they can just, you know, pop somebody in and it's like, oh, it's Graham Norton, but he was he was the doctor at one point.
1: That's just Does this mean that um uh, what's the name of name out Hol- there. Horror actor, uh, the terrible Doctor Who film that is not canon. Um what's the act? Uh, uh I want to say Christopher Lee. Do I you mean think Christopher
0: Lee? Oh well,
1: maybe. Doctor Who um the the Doctor Who movie. Um Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking
1: about. Uh, oh crack. That that's... could
0: make that could make that canon, hypothetically.
1: Well, I was about to say, I mean I as a
0: ugh. as a pre hartnell doctor.
1: That's horrible. They can all they can
0: can all exist in there.
1: (laughs) Uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks was. I'm trying to remember who who am I talking about. Um, uh, Can't imagine um, it. Peter Peter Cushing. Peter Peter Cushing. Cushing.
0: Yes, that's right. Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Mm. That's and Roy Castle, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't remember, he was
0: a doctor as well. Um, Yeah, I feel like it opened. Like, okay, so as an episode, I feel like this was okay for, like, a finale to a season. I was actually kind of expecting something much bigger than this, but, yeah, uh, you know, what that is, I couldn't put my finger on it necessarily, but uh, when they did it, I'm like, oh, like, that's interesting, and, you know, then it was done. I'm like, oh, that'll make for some fun stuff next season uh but like that was where like it it didn't really affect my uh my chibnall trust index score it maybe went down like a mm. tick
1: for me but I, I think that's the problem isn't it though that yeah. this this if we consider this to be the setup which mm-hmm. you know it can't avoid being um do we trust chibnall to be the man who opens this whole new chapter on the doctor and effectively cuz now the temptation must be to build a, a a proper, if I can use that term for it, a proper canon. Yeah. Um, and I just he just does not have good form for following things through, does he?
0: Yeah. I feel like this was way better than his previous efforts to follow through, but still oh, fell a little still yeah. fell a little short.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh,
0: any other final thoughts on the the finale, Ben? What would you give it?
1: Um, no, no. Final thoughts on it. Uh, except, except. Actually, yes. One final thought is that it it has caused me to go back through um, a lot of classic Who uh, over the course of the last week or so um, because BritBox, which is the sort of paid version of iPlayer and ITV Player, if you live in the UK, yep. also available in the US, of course. It BritBox is. now, um, and it has the entire of, and I think it's the slightly cleaned up versions of the entire of the Who classic episodes. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, some of them are famously ropey, but they have got a nice little collated collection of each individual Doctor's sort of best, or in some cases actor's favourite episodes, which are well worth watching. And it's a good place to go back and watch Brain of Morbius. So, that's added to the enjoyment to me. Uh, In terms of score, hmm, I am pleasantly surprised by this episode. It has taken balls of Gallifreyan proportions um, to do what he's done mm-hmm. I am going to give divergent scores in this sense for the episode uh, uh, four and a half however the trust index um, mm, I'm sticking this square on two and a half because I'm watching you Chibnall i oh, wow. and I've lowered the, you the have, trust index now, I put it at two and a half because, all right, you've said you're pressing the reset button to some extent here. Mm-hmm. I will... You are, at the moment, slap bang in the middle of that trust index. Um, you're going to have to every, earn every point beyond that two and a half. So I did genuinely think this was an excellent ending to it, and the the production of it, which we haven't really talked about particularly, but the again, this show, given that it's supposedly in its death throes... Um, it, the the money that was spent on this episode was pretty extraordinary, mm-hmm. oh, um, nice. and it looked yeah. it. Yeah, every every bit of it was on screen, and that's great. Um, I, I mm, I'm I'm just a little bit worried about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that explains the the score. Uh,
0: I think I went with like a four and a quarter for the episode. Yeah. I really liked it, and I liked the decisions they made. I thought they opened things up for I think a bright future but you know we're gonna be cautiously optimistic about it uh I mean I don't think you can really go wrong with Jadoon so just giving giving Mm -hmm. me more Jadoon already helped a little bit and then hearkening back to uh that uh that one David Tennant finale as well uh as soon as she did the first what I'm like wait a minute are we gonna get two more what's here uh, mm-hmm. we certainly did uh can't can't argue with that uh can't argue with that either uh but yeah i i enjoyed it uh i think they managed to close things out really well especially uh earlier on in the season things felt a little bit bumpy but feels like they got their footing here at the end and i'm um, I gotta say, I'm not like bursting with excitement for the New Year's mm-hmm. episode, which I presume will be New Year's. Uh, but yeah. I'm I'm not not looking forward to it. Like I'm sure when we get closer to it, because it seems so far away right now. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I'll get a little bit more excited for it when we get there. But uh, I'll be honest; like I was not particularly, you know, excited for this season of Doctor Who to start after last year. So, uh, which I think this year is definitely an improvement on on last year's. I think, but God for
1: sure, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. So it's gonna take me a little bit to get back there where I'm like jumping for joy. But I feel like he's slowly building uh, the trust up. So, uh, all right, that's a wrap for Doctor Who and Who Made Who for uh, this particular series. Uh, At least for the time being. It's going to be many months before we come back. But, uh, hey, in the meantime, head on over to CinemaGeekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for Who Made Who. Hit subscribe. That way you can come back in 2021, presuming there is still an Earth. Uh, Well, there there will be an Earth. Presuming there will be an us to podcast it. Uh, You can hear Ben and I come back to talk about the New Year's episode of Doctor Who called Revolution of the Daleks.